Critically Chaotic is a rowdy Dungeons & Dragons podcast that consists of adult themes and humor. Content warnings for this episode can be found in the episode description as well as a link to transcripts. Because of some real-life circumstances, Sayla will be missing for a few sessions, and thus Leaf will be off on a solo adventure for several episodes. Due to real-life obligations, Queen could not make it to the session, and so Mogan will be absent from this episode. Rest, weary traveler, and enjoy. In the last episode, the Vox finally brought Vey home. After rescuing her from experiencing her worst nightmares thanks to the mass cult, our weary adventurers were all too happy to collapse back at the Mercenaries Guild. When they got there, Snow gave a heartfelt apology, and she and Jerome tried to find some common ground again. In the morning, everyone enjoyed some breakfast, and Vey finally met Mitra proper. Now we find our party recovering from their ordeal, with Vey and Valen enjoying some time to nerd out together, and Carius and Jerome resting up on the roof. Valen and May head upstairs, and Valen has his notebook, so he hands it. He he probably you guys get up there, and he'll let May choose where to sit, and then he'll just sit kind of adjacent, be it like on the floor or on the bed or whatnot, depending on where she sits. And then he gets out his journal and kind of goes through it uh, in a way so that you both can see it while he starts talking about the things he's researched and points out like different things that he's not sure about that he needs clarification for and then also assures Vey to just interject if he ever has anything wrong about elven history in his journal as is so that he can make corrections. Dope. By that time, would I have finished what I needed to write out? Um, yeah, I think so. If you were working on it when you woke up from your trance and then through breakfast, yeah. Cool. Yeah, then I'd answer any questions you needed and we could just hang out all right cool uh so meanwhile uh snow and mitra y'all finish up your your toast your shared toast uh so yeah once once we finish up everything um snow kind of takes a second to like clean up the table that they've been sitting at because she's a pig but she has some manners (laughs) but she's our pig (laughs) Exactly. Uh, uh, so when, once everything is kind of cleaned up and she's looking a little less um, disheveled from the adventures of the day before, um, she kind of looks over at Mitra and, and takes a second and goes, "Well, um, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure what you wanted to get up to today. Uh, I, I would like to take some time to go find the local temple and maybe do a little research on." Uh, some other temples that are perhaps not in this area. If you if you want to come along, you're more than welcome, of course. But I'm not sure if you wanted to head back home. Um, no, that that's all right. I'm I'm perfectly happy accompanying you. Uh, I don't I didn't have anything really planned for the day or really the the rest of the week. Um, so I'm I'm more than happy to come with you if you would like the company. Snow smiles and oh yeah, I, I of course I'd I'd love for you to come. Um, about the uh, the 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 little bit of awkwardness earlier. Um, I'm not entirely 
sure what uh, to to introduce you as. Like a, a <laughs> yeah. <friend>. Um, um, <laughs> or um, if you if, if you want us to 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 be friends, then we we can. Um, but if if you also wanted something more that i'm i'm also happy if you wanted to maybe possibly um uh snow kind of just goes um i i i also wouldn't necessarily um mind something more if that's if you're open to that Uh, yes yes um (laughs) i yeah if Again, if you want to, I I would be happy for. Um, and you can you can tell that she's getting like a little more flustered and embarrassed, but like in a good way. Um, such as that that first night on the um, on her porch when you walked her home. So kind of seeing that gets a little a little bit of confidence. Goes okay, cool. So uh, girlfriends, girlfriends. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, g- girlfriends. She grins and like both of them are clearly bright red and blushing because neither of them really know what the hell they're doing, and um, she just kind of grabs her hand and goes, "Okay, well, um, shall we go?" Yes, I, I yes, <laughs> let's go. And she accepts your hand, and you both head on out. Uh, are we going straight to the temple or? Yeah, she she's letting you lead. So if you want to go straight to the temple, then absolutely. Yeah, I'm gonna go straight to the temple. What do I know? What temple this is is the question. I mean, are you looking for a particular temple, or are you just like first religious building I see? I'm going in. <laughs> I mean, I would imagine that like there would be a main temple for the city because like usually there's a dominant religion, so. I feel like she would kind of go to, like, where the main temple, like, the biggest temple. Uh, so, uh, Winston is the home of the Lay family, which are uh, the royal family of dwarves that rule within Ushdal, and therefore the god that is most prominent within the city of Winston is Moradin, which is the dwarf father, and so that is the uh, largest main temple that you come across in the Holy District. Okay. Uh, so she, they're going to go there. And um, what does the temple look like? So the temple is mostly made of stone. There are often a lot of temples that are decorated with jewels or um more rare metals such as iron, copper, or gold. But this one seems to be primarily made of stone with a lot of very intricate carved uh, carvings into the front of the church. And there are a lot of tall windows that are streaming in light from above, but the windows are kind of so high up on the walls um, and they're such um, high walls, very similar to uh, old cathedrals that you'll see um, that it almost gives the impression as though you're deep underground and that's the light from very high above uh, like quote unquote on the surface that is uh, illuminating the temple Dope. Um, so she's gonna walk in and is there like anybody in the 
temple right now, like any religious people or just like people there to worship? Um, there are probably a few people that are there uh, just to do general worship, but you do see a couple of uh, holy men that are walking around that are dressed in religious robes. So you can assume that they are priests or clerics or uh, otherwise uh, holy people that work at the temple. Awesome. Uh, I want to go talk to one of them. All right. Uh, so the first one that you approach is an older dwarven woman who has a lot of uh, very fine wrinkles set into her face, and she has round glasses that sit upon her pointed nose. And she looks to you and she says, Hello, and welcome on in to the Temple of Moradin. How may I help you this morning? Snow gives a, a very respectful smile and, Oh, good morning. Um, I, I, I'm a cleric, but I am of many different deities and not one specifically. And I was hoping to learn more about your religion. Would you be willing to show me to some of your scripture? Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, come along, come along. And she guides you down uh, the main corridor um, past all of the seating and to the front altar area where there are a few books that are up there, uh, some are on display, and then one is open up to some of the prayer scriptures that would be used within um, within the service. And she says, is there is there anything in particular that you wanted to look at, or would, would you just like to look through some of the, the prayers that we give during our services? Uh, I would I would very much like to look through some of the prayers. Um, I would al- I'd also wonder if you happen to have any sort of history books around your religion. Um. Yes, I think I think yes. We we should let, let me go check in one of our uh, side rooms. I'll see if I still have uh, any of our history books on Moradin. I'll I'll be back soon. And uh, she leaves you to look through the the scripture books while she heads on off to the uh, side room. Awesome. So Snow just kind of peruses through them and she's reading the different ones and, you know, just, just kind of taking it in and seeing how it compares to some of the other religions that she has uh, learned about. So yeah, she just kind of spends her time looking through that while she waits for uh, the lady to get back with hopefully some history. All right. Uh, She returns about five minutes later and she comes on over and she doesn't have a a book as the other ones have been, but it says she has a journal and she says, I I couldn't find any of the, uh, of the actual history books that I remembered us having. It might've been that one of our clerics had taken it to use for their own purposes uh, this week, but I do have a journal of one of the scholars that likes to come in to learn more about Moradin, and it has some information about the history that uh, may be of use to you. Oh, wonderful. Would you, would you mind if I, you know, sat in a room for a while and read through this? Oh, no, uh, not at all. Feel free. Um, you can just sit here and, and read through it. Uh, just make sure that I get the journal back before you leave. I'm, uh, it, it would, it would upset our, our scholar very much if their, if their journal were to go missing. Oh, oh, of course. Um, uh, who is your scholar, by the way? Uh, yes. Their, their name is Hiram. 
Wonderful. Thank you so much. Uh, I'll, I'll just read this. I'll, I'll make sure it gets back to you. All right. Yes, yes. Uh, have, have a wonderful day. And if you need anything, feel free to uh, call for me or, or anyone else. Snow gives a very gracious smile and sits down with Micha in one of the pews and uh, just begins to read. All right. We'll, we'll put a pause in there and hop back on over to the tavern to see what everyone else is up to. Um, probably Vey and Valen are still uh, still talking through all the history, I assume, yeah? Yep, sounds about right. <laughs> uh, Alright, so yeah, you you both are probably going through history for probably a, a couple hours. And... I am going to roll to see just how accurate all of uh, his history stuff in his journal about the elves are. I kind of want him to roll a natural one for no reason at all. <laughs> I'll be like, no! Smart. <laughs> <laughs> no, he sucks at his job. Uh, he, he knows about the Fae. He doesn't know about the elves. <laughs> Uh nope, that's a that's a nineteen plus six. Oh nice. So yeah. Uh there's definitely some things to that you could correct him on. That wasn't a that wasn't a nat twenty. And you grew up there and you are an elf. So therefore you do know uh <laughs> Wait, you're I like, am? Oh yes. Yeah, I know. It's a big shock. I know. I've been keeping this secret from you for a while. <laughs> oh my god. Uh but yeah, so you're able to point out like a few things that are wrong, uh, and, and especially like some phrasing that needs to be corrected and improved. Um, but for the most part, it's it's pretty it's pretty well researched. Cool. Probably after a while, like sometimes when we're getting onto a specific topic about I don't know elvish culture or something, I'll sort of like branch off and like tell like a little story about something like that. Nothing personal at all but just sort of like interesting things that happened and like just like daily life things that happen in um an elvish town that that isn't getting too much into it like not into like the deep stuff but just like oh yeah like um the tailors there they have specific ways that they do clothing and just like random shit like that he definitely he definitely, like, whenever you start getting off onto a tangent, he, like, flips to a new page in his journal and is <laughs> writing stuff down. Like, oh, yes, yes, okay, good, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. So we probably take way longer than we should have because Vey just keeps popping off on the most random <laughs> topics. <laughs> Valen looks ecstatic about it. He looks very happy every time you go off onto a tangent. So he he's not bothered. Uh, probably after um, after, like, a couple hours... He like sets the journal aside to stretch so that you all can, you both can take a break from just the the reading, the talking, the storytelling, <laughs> etc. Yeah. Uh, and he and he's stretching for a little bit, just kind of letting the the silence slowly start to grow awkward because you all have just been talking for like two or three hours straight. Uh, <laughs> and he finally says, "Um, so are are you feeling?" Relatively speaking, of course, but you're you're feeling okay, ish. Yeah. Um. After having a rest, it honestly had less of an effect on me than I thought it would. It sort of. It's hard to explain, but 
seeing your deepest, darkest fears over and over again sort of like creates the effect that you know it isn't happening in the present. Like, it doesn't remove them, or it doesn't... It doesn't change the fact that it's what you're afraid of, but it makes it a little bit less daunting. I don't know. It's hard to explain, but the most difficult thing I'm going through right now is the fact that I found that, like, I'm physically weak, so I I can't do stuff that I usually would have wanted to after this. Like, I don't know. Go on a walk somewhere. But, I don't know. I'm feeling strangely alright. Valen nods, and he says, Yes, I, I think I understand, relatively speaking. After I left my hometown, I had nightmares a lot, and especially one recurring one. But after I had it enough times, I, I would still wake up in a cold sweat, but I, I wasn't nearly as panicked as I used to be, because it just became a really repetitive kind of a thing. It, it was almost like it was just a motion to go through. So mm-hmm. I think I understand where you're coming from in that regard. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah. Nightmares are a strange thing. What are they like? I don't really get them since, you know, elves trance and stuff, but like, how does your brain work against you like that? Well, um, I've been told that typically nightmares are your brain's form of processing through hardships that you go through that you try your best not to think about while you're conscious and so when you are asleep and your defenses are down that's usually when your brain tries to take all those things that you've been trying your best to not process through and it tries to process through them but because you haven't taken the time to really analyze and go through them and build up proper coping mechanisms they come out in a more violent state in your brain which can cause a nightmare Hmm. interesting I've asked different people about it, and they often have different responses to it, but I like that response. Other people are like, it's sort of like your brain is showing you pictures. I'm like, okay, and? It's like, get into the meat of it. <laughs> uh, yes, I've I've definitely had a lot of time to really think about why my nightmares happen, so I suppose I have more of a prepared response than than most people typically do. Yeah. Have you ever thought about having a more... I don't know. Wandering sort of life? Like, it seems that you have the sort of skills to accomplish going out and getting in more dangerous situations like you helped get me out of the that cultist hideout um and we've come across a couple of locations out in our travels that have had information regarding the fae and history and all that and it it gives you a different perspective than if you see it from the safety of your own home and your job and all of that have you ever considered following that sort of path instead of the the one that you are currently on with working in the museum um 
I I hadn't given it too much thought, but my childhood and my young adult life was extremely volatile and didn't have a lot of stability to it at all. And uh, when I left my hometown, I met Carius shortly after, and we spent a year just traveling through Vusnikor until we could eventually get to Ushadal. And I just, after two decades of not, of always having to move, about of having no way to just sit down and have a bit of peace in my life, I, 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 I needed that in order to stay sane. So, I, I definitely have training that could assist in an adventuring lifestyle, but I don't think that it would be good for me to actually go out and do it. Even though finding artifacts in their in wherever they are at the moment would be very fascinating. It's definitely not something that I can do as of yet. That's understandable. Are you happy in your current life? Oh, yes, absolutely. It's it's nice being in a place of in having a routine and still being able to do something that I really love and that I find very fascinating. Um that that was actually partially why uh Carius and I went our separate ways was just cuz we 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 just wanted different things in life. He he enjoys that kind of lifestyle of not needing to stay in one place and I, I think it's I think it's good for him that he found you all and he has people that he can rely upon while still not feeling tied down to one thing. Yeah, he is he does have quite a restless soul. Not the first I've met, but he's he's a good he's a good man. And I think he's found some really good people to be to to be with. And I'm grateful that he has people like Uve to to help Keep an eye out for him while not <laughs> being too smothering. Yeah. In a group filled with individuals as young as they all are, it's sort of become my main purpose to be the one that looks out for stuff like that. Life experience really lends a hand when it comes to being in an adventuring group and knowing what dangers might be lurking behind. Yes, I think you and Snow definitely seem to at least have a better grasp on kind of helping everyone stay in a, a singular mindset. And probably all those all those years has assisted you both in that. Yeah, we work quite well off one another, you know. Anyways, did you want a glass of water? We've been talking for quite a long time, and I'm sort of feeling my throat's a bit parched. Yes, I let. Yeah, we should go and just take a break in the tavern and just. They—they um, they usually have a band, so we can just go and listen to the music if you'd like for for a little bit and just regain our our energy. Sounds lovely. And I will get up and start heading down to the bar, and he shall join you. Uh, meanwhile, up on the roof, uh, Lady, are you planning on Jerome taking like a full eight-hour nap in order to feel completely rested? Or are you planning on just taking like enough of a nap so that Jerome doesn't feel like he's about to fall over? The second one. Okay. So 
it's been several hours, and so probably after uh, several hours of sleep, you could um, kind of stir awake from your nap and uh, feel uh, you're not 100%. You still have that, that point of exhaustion, but you don't feel so terrible that you're going to like fall asleep at any second. Mm, that was a good nap. Oh, I feel better. Oh, hi, Garius. Hello. Garius uh, has just been sitting near Jerome, um, d- doing different uh, sewing projects to keep his hand busy. But he's definitely been like also keeping an eye out, um, looking up every now, like every other stitch or whatever, just to make sure everything's okay. But he uh, smiles morning at Jerome and says, uh, "Did you sleep all right?" I slept. Which is like all right in my book. Which so I I, I yeah I slept all right. Yes. <laughs> uh, are you feeling a little better? No. Yeah. It 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 was rest. Rest is always a good thing. Um. So yeah, I enjoyed it. What are you doing with the with the with the that Jerome gestures towards Carius's current project. Uh, Carius uh, looks at uh, his. Um, he has like a all of his winter clothes that he's working on. Um, m- most of it's old clothing that he's repairing, um, and he says, "Oh, I'm just uh, winter's coming up, so I'm just working on uh, making sure that all of my clothes are um, ready and um, good when the colder weather arrives." Um, I. Th- uh, just, just working on that. That's pretty impressive. I always just sell off whatever I ain't using at the moment in the current town and pick up a new set of clothes whenever I go into a different place that has different sort of incremental weather to what I'm used to. Like, desert's got all these different gobs, and then, like, when it gets cold, you got a different, different gob, and so... I just constantly swap, but... Carius nods. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Carius smiles, and he says, um, my, uh, I, I get a little attached to clothing, I suppose. I, um, a lot of store-black clothing has, it, it tends to, the textures tend to irritate me, so I like to make my own, um, because I was lucky enough to be taught how, um, and, uh, I have a hard time letting go of them, I suppose. I get a little... Uh, sentimental, so I tend to just repair the same clothing over and over again. He lifts up the like the edge of his green cloak that he's always wearing. He says, I've actually had this one for nearly 15 years now. <laughs> and he laughs. 15? Jesus. It was given to me by a friend, so I am particularly attached to it. <laughs> but, um... If you have any interest in learning how to sew yourself, or, or at least learning how to learn, furthering the skill, um, I'd be happy to teach you sometime. Um, I I love sharing the th- things like that. Honestly, that would be pretty dope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the I used to love watching the old uh, the old tailor in home. Uh, just go on for hours and just make all these different brightly colored costumes and do the most intricate embroidery you ever seen. Uh, and 
<laughs> back then I did not have the patience to be able to put needle to fabric over and over and over again. It just did not... Mm. <laughs> it was always rushing about, but, uh... No, yeah, it'd be pretty neat to learn, if nothing else, than to fix things up, you know? I... I, I understand. I, I like... I, my hands can't be idle, really. I don't know how to stay still. So having that kind of repetitive motion is why I really enjoy sewing. But, um... I know when I was younger, I was not quite that. Um, even that was a little too much sitting for me. Um, but yeah, I'd be more than happy to um, teach you. I can, sh I can show you what I'm doing right now, um, if you would like. Or we can also go down and get some food. I uh, know you haven't eaten yet, and you must be much yet, and I know you must be hungry. Yeah, I've survived off worse. Uh, you hungry, though? It's been a it's been a bit since lunch. Uh, I mean breakfast. Uh, I certainly wouldn't mind lunch. Um, he's already packing up because like um, Jerome needs food. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, did the uh, do you reckon Ray's still in the eatery place? Did you, did you see her come out or do do you think she went back to her room? Carius. Uh, shrugs a bit and he says, "I, I doubt she's still in the tavern. I'll, um, I think, uh, she's probably retired by now. But, um, I also, I think it'll be all right if, if she sees you, Jerome. Um, it, it, it's, it's all right. You can, you can come downstairs." Mm, if you're certain, I'll. Take the the risk, I guess. <laughs> Carries gives him a, like a reassuring smile, and and he says, "While we're going down, can you tell me how to get down better? I I feel like I I'm about to fall at any moment. I'm used to climbing trees. Buildings are a different breed, and I don't know what I'm doing. No, yeah, uh, they got different sort of handholds. No, yeah." Uh, that's valid. Um, the thing you gotta do, if you don't have any, uh, handholds that you can see, you gotta figure it out and make your own handholds, or go off of things in your surroundings. Like, sometimes there'll be, like, two narrow walls, and you just gotta kind of shimmy away in between them, with, like, your legs stretched out between the walls, and crawling upwards, or sometimes there's gutter pipes that people use, uh, I can use them, because I'm not the most, uh, Heavy sort of fella, but heavy, heavier sort of folks like uh, Mogan might have more trouble. Um, sometimes ropes can be good, but they are a little bit too uh, mm, noticeable for my tastes. Uh, parkour. Have you ever had a parkour? Parkour is excellent. Uh, it allows you to just kind of fucking bounce around like a ping pong ball. It's great. Um, but I can show you a thing or two about getting up. Uh, for getting down, real easy. Right here. Uh, see that tree over there? Um, Jerome points to a tree that's nearby the inn, because why, or the guild, because why not? Um, <laughs> use that. It's really easy, convenient, you know trees. I, I do know trees. And, like, he's been, like, listening to Jerome, like, paying a lot of attention. He says, um, is it close enough to just 
uh, shimmy onto, or um, are we taking a leap? Oh, I've always just... Hmm. I mean, I guess you could probably... Mm. No, yeah, you gotta take a little bit of a leap there. Are you, are you cool with taking a leap? Because I can, like... I can lower a rope if, you, if you're more comfortable with that. Karis, uh... He, he, he knows, he said, I, I, I think I'm willing to give it a try. All right, uh, let me hop over first, and uh, I'll be there if you stumble. Um, Jerome leaps over to the nearby tree. Roll acrobatics. Yeah! All right. Uh, 13 plus 5, so 18. Yes, stick the landing on that tree limb. All right. Uh, Karius takes a bit more of a moment to hype himself up, but then he also leaps over. All right. I'm assuming that Jerome is going to like hold out a hand to catch you if you need, and so you get advantage on acrobatics. Oh, thank God, because I just rolled a nat one. Karius <laughs> 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 falls to his death. <laughs> That's a 13 total. Okay. Huh. Uh, okay, yeah, I think that so, like, you go, you take a jump, you don't jump quite far enough, and you start to fall, but Jerome is able to catch your hand, so you're able to uh, stay onto the tree limb before you fall to your death. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Thank, thank you. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Done it a million times. It's no it's no big. Um, tip for next time, don't look down. I think you psyched yourself out a little bit. Uh, and that can make Probably. you like kind of hesitate. Just <laughs> pretend there's no 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 fall. Uh, you just hopping from point A to point B, from like a a chair to another chair, bed to bed. Having fear just holds you back. Just cares <laughs> kind of gives like a like a almost like <laughs> just like a what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Like a, his laugh is like kind of um. He's like, uh, yeah, being afraid is unfortunately one of my prolific skills. <laughs> but, um, and uh, if I was in the woods, maybe I, I probably would be better about something like this. I Cities are odd for me. <laughs> I don't know quite how to explain it, but, um, and thank you. No, yeah. I gotcha. Uh, if nothing else, hey, I got your back. Whenever you doing, decide to do some more roof hopping, uh, I'll be there. So, you know. Don't gotta worry. Carries gives him, like, a very soft smile, and he, he just nods. Um, and, uh, and then I imagine they shimmy down together. <laughs> yes. You you head on, so you get back uh, to the ground, and then you head on in from the front door into the tavern area to find Valen and uh, they that are sitting at one of the booths. Just They each have a glass of water, and they're not even really saying anything. They're just uh, sitting there quietly while they're listening to uh, a couple bards play some tunes in the corner. All right. Has Vane noticed Jerome? Have I? Uh, are you trying to sneak, Jerome? 
Uh, n- no, Jerome does not expect Vay to be in the building. Yeah, I didn't think so, but had to ask. Um, what's your passive? Eleven. Can I describe like Vay's general, um, I guess her vibe? To- yeah, that Jerome would notice initially. That might help. Yeah. Side. Okay. Um, if Jerome, as soon as Jerome clocks Vay, I feel like he. He notices that she isn't as tense as she had been in the past, I guess, since the past, like, few days. Like, it had been, like, growing slightly, and it did reach a peak when they had their um, argument, but she doesn't seem as keyed up as you probably would have thought she would be. She's just sort of, like, sitting back, shoulders relaxed, watching the um the musicians perform beside Valen just like in comfortable silence just she's she doesn't seem like she's in the mood to be angry well that begs the question will Jerome put her in that mood hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um when Jerome first sees her he's going to immediately freeze in place uh, and have a few, a good few moments of, oh shit, she's here, fuck, um, <laughs> and like strongly debate on just immediately about facing and going back outside, hoping she hadn't seen him, but ultimately decides, I probably won't piss her off with my mere existence. <laughs> So continues to follow Carius into the tavern area. I think Carius, when he sees Jerome freeze too, like puts a hand on Jerome's shoulder and squeezes and gives us gives him like a it's going to be okay smile. Jerome <laughs> gives Carius uh I don't know about that, but I'm gonna try it anyways, sort of shaky grin, uh and reaches down to his pocket that holds Alice and just kind of absently pets her a little bit um, before uh, slowly approaching the table that Vay and Valen are sitting at. They would they would notice before Valen because Valen has a nine for his passive perception. Oh, <laughs> oh no! Damn. <laughs> because he also has a he also has a negative to his wisdom, yeah. but <laughs> not proficiency. Got a little nope. bit. Um, he he he's like I'm safe in a city after so long. I have learned to let my guard down. <laughs> oh no, a fool! That's how all the artifacts were stolen, Valen. You should know. <laughs> he wasn't the guards on duty when they got stolen. Uh, anyway, okay. Um, as Jerome approaches, I feel like they. They would tense for a second as she, like, clocks him out of the corner of her eye, but then she would, like, relax once more after she, like, returns her attention back to the, um, to the musicians. Just, like, I, I'm already tired. I'm just gonna chill for now. I'm not gonna start anything. And she doesn't seem angered by his approach at all. Just, like, 
a bit uncomfortable at first, but then it like levels up pretty quickly. God. <laughs> oh, I did not plan for this. <laughs> uh, Jerome uh, approaches the table, presumably with Carius following. Yeah, Carius is going to be trailing just behind Jerome. Carius just abandons Jerome. You're on your <laughs> own. leaves Jerome to fall out here. <laughs> Good luck! I'm not going to be here for I this. I don't do confrontation. Bye! <laughs> um, so yeah, the two uh, approach the table. Um, and Jerome gives Vey a little wave uh, that she probably doesn't see because she's looking at the musicians, but he still gives it anyway. Um, and says, uh, Hey, uh, they, Valen, uh, you, how's the weather? Ah, oh, no! Um, I, I haven't been outside, so I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, same, same here. We've been sort of talking about elvish history the entire morning. Oh, that that sounds nice. Uh, the weather is nice. I've been outside this whole time. Oh, were so you? I would like to confirm. Oh, okay. Y- yeah. Uh, uh, the weather is is beautiful. Uh, if you if you fancy a stroll in the park, great weather for that. Um, uh, unfortunately, I had a humanoid shade sap all of my strength, so unfortunately I can't go... Uh, <laughs> for a stroll in the park but if you so choose to do so I hope you have a great time Karis I feel like seeing Jerome just like panic is like uh do do you Jerome why don't we go get food does that sound good yeah just ugh okay just let me let me put this on the table before before anything. I'm sorry you went through what you went through, they. That's always a tough experience. Not gonna make you say anything about it that you don't want to say. But if you have any... Anything that you want to get out. I'm a good sounding board. And a good, like, straw punch dummy. If you want to get angry at anybody. Because when you get in that sort of situation, it's understandable to be angry. Uh, and, uh... Just if you got any aggression or bad feelings that you just need to put out into the world, like, I'll be there for you. It's, it's, but you don't got to do anything, no pressure, just take your time, feel your feels, uh, I'm making this worse, I'm gonna go, have a good day, feel good, better. Okay, bye. And uh, <laughs> Jerome quickly about phases and uh, makes to walk away. I feel like as you, as Jerome was saying that, they had like sort of like a faint look of what is this guy on? As he was like going on a tangent. And then like afterwards, um, I guess Valen would see this, but she has a little bit of like a little look of satisfaction that she put, put the fear of God in this man. <laughs> Just as a little bit of like retribution on her side, and then she just sort of like comfortably like settles back into her chair and just sort of like a little bit self satisfied. But she she looks she f- seems great. <laughs> Carius kind of gives both Valen and Vey a very awkward 
okay, bye, wave, and turns and follows after Jerome. <laughs> they waves back to Carius and just continues to watch the band a little bit befuddled at what had just happened, but having a good time. <laughs> what What in the world was that? I truly have no idea. I've never had anybody approach me and say, hey, if you want to use me as an emotional punching bag, go ahead. Like, <sighs> Yeah, that's, that's, that's concerning. Yeah. I mean, it's Jerome. Almost everything about him is concerning. It's not anything new. Uh, that that one looks more concerned about the exchange, but he doesn't really like get up to go after him because Carius went after Jerome already. So he just awkwardly tries to settle in to continue watching the band, but he glances over towards where Jerome and Carius scurried off to. He's fine. He's just, he made a few, he made some mistakes that affected the group as a whole. And he also made a big mistake in, and she sort of leans closer and lowers her voice in stealing from my personal items. Um, And he feels guilt from that. Also, since I laid it out on the table being like, that will never happen again. And, you need to learn from your mistakes, all of that. And it all came to a head, and then I got kidnapped, and now it just sort of feels like I'm over it. So that's what that was about. And now he he thinks that he's my emotional punching bag when it was truly just me trying to make him understand the how his actions affect the group now that he's in a group. But I'm not sure if he understood that part of it, which was the main part. But that's about everything that happened. Group politics, you know? Uh Uh-huh. It's hard being the old one. (laughs) I, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways... (laughs) So what's up with Jerome and Carius? I'm guessing they, or at least Carius is gonna, like, guide Jerome to get food, and then maybe to, like, a different table. Um, probably a little ways off from Vey and Valen, because Vey seems to be making Jerome extremely nervous, but I think he just, like, gets them some food and gets them a table. Jerome is just kind of, like, very woodenly following along, like... very consciously not looking over in the direction of Vey and Valen the entire time. I feel like once they're sitting down, um, like, and probably, like, he probably gives Jerome, like, a little bit of time to recover from that, um, emotionally before he says anything, and, like, he just lets them eat in the quiet, and he says, before finally he says, uh, Jerome, um, can I ask you something? I mean, no, yeah, you f- feel free to ask. I, hmm. I will qualify. I might lie, but I try not to. But I'll let you know it. Mm. 
Would you rather I lie about answers or just say, I don't want to answer? Because I can do both. You can just tell me you don't want to answer. You don't have to tell me anything that you don't want me to know or um, lie to cover it up. I just, if you don't want to answer, I'm not going to push it. Neat. Some people prefer pretty lies to lack of truth or honest truth. So just putting that on the table. Not not one of those. Fair enough. <laughs> but, um... Jerome, yesterday, um... You seemed more than willing to let Mogan, um... Wail one out, I suppose. And, um... Today you said all of that. You know you don't deserve to be hurt just because you did something wrong, right? Like, we're still your allies. We, I don't think, I'm, no one should hurt you, even if they're angry at you. Hmm. That doesn't sound correct. Like, if somebody wrongs you and, like, does something wrong, you're like, people are allowed to get their pound of flesh. Like, that's that's pretty reasonable to expect. Like, if I go attacking somebody and they're like, oh, why are you attacking me? And they're like, and you're like, eh. They're allowed to, like, get their pound of flesh from you and, like, take you to task. Remember? Or maybe you don't remember. Hmm. Is this not... Is this not a normal experience for you? Carius kind of like sits back. He puts down his like his utensils, and he he thinks for a second, and then he says, "Everyone is, of course, able to feel angry. Um, there's nothing wrong per se with being angry, but there is a difference between attacking someone on a street and someone attacking back in self defense, and then." making doing something to hurt someone in an interpersonal relationship and getting a physical or emotional beating in return um you there there are ways to express when you're angry and when someone has hurt you that don't involve attacks um and I. He considers his words for a second and then he says, I have been in relationships before, friendships, where I did think that was acceptable response to something I've done. And it took me a while to realize that's not the norm or the healthy or responsible way to respond to something. It's an eye for an eye doesn't is it's not a good thought process to bring to a um intrapersonal relationship, in my opinion at least. I I don't mean to offend you. This is this is just me being 
straightforward here, but uh, honestly, that sounds kind of weird and not normal to just have that sort of thing going on. Like, people get strong feelings sometimes, and like, sometimes they don't know what to do with their feelings, but just like, you know, let them out. Uh, whether that be like talking nasty or uh, attacking, like, you know, gotta, gotta get those feelings out somehow. And people do it all the time, and it's normal. Um, yes, people get strong feelings, but the, the, how they handle their feelings is their responsibility. It's not yours. Um, it, and it doesn't, just because they had a right to feel that way doesn't mean they have the right to respond badly. Um, there, there are ways to let out those feelings. You can work through your anger in response to something, and you can tell someone when you're angry with them and how you feel and why it made you feel that way. And none of those involve. He kind of, I like from. I assume Jerome has been like punching his hand for emphasis from the sounds, um, and so he kind of repeats that motion with his hands, and he says, without doing that um and it it's not i'm not saying no one should be angry with you i uh uh that's everyone deserve, deserves to feel angry or hurt or however they want to feel um but i am saying that jerome let me put it this way um if it was me or Alice that someone or any of us really, if someone wanted to that someone wanted to attack in response to something that we'd done, would you be all right with that from the outside? Fuck no. God, I would kick their ass or at the very least make sure that their ass did not have anything to their person. That's I feel the same way with you. Um, I, I don't want to see you get hurt. I have serious doubts that the majority of us want you hurt. If, if we're still a team, as far as I understand it, and I don't have a lot of experience with that sort of thing, but that I don't want to see you get hurt even if you did something wrong. Jerome looks very uncomfortable and confused and a little frustrated with the idea of Carius caring about his, like, physical and emotional well-being. Um, and just kind of, like, stews for a few moments before saying, fuck, if I can't I don't know how to help then. It's I don't know how to help outside of just being that sort of person, that sort of beat bag. Like that's 
that's always been what's managed to to help people before is to have them be able to to just let things loose, get them out, you know? Just if I was able to help them feel better like that, then everything was fine and things things got better, but fuck, just I don't know how to help. Carius, like, kind of sets his hand on the table, like, palm up as, like, a sort of offer for Jerome, because he doesn't, like, um, it's not, like, extended across the table. It's very, um, gentle, like, just if Jerome wants, like, a physical point of support. Um, and he says, um, I can understand what you mean, um, but like I said earlier, I know, I know it feels better to feel like the anger has gone away, that you're not in danger anymore, so to speak, if the danger has already passed because someone has already gotten their anger out at you. You're Nothing else is going to happen with that because it's already said and done. Is it kind of that sort of feeling? Uh, I mean, I guess a little bit of that. Um, when somebody gets their angry feelings out, they're, they're done with. Like, you can move on. It's it's inefficient to and not helpful to have folks have the bad feelings and not being able to get them out in a timely manner makes planning a pain in the ass. So, you know, just better to deal with them as quickly as possible, you know? And yeah, it helps. Y- yeah? It helps in the moment, but I mean, if someone hits you, do you really feel even if it was for something you did, do you really feel safe around them by that point? Does it really help the relationship between the two of you going forward? Is that you? There's nothing to build off of. I when the base of the relationship is violence. You you can't. Friendships and things like that, they're not... I don't have much experience with them, but I do know that the only friends that I ever felt good with were the ones that were able to talk things out so we could move forward together, Um, which I think is better. I mean, it takes a little longer, and it relies on the assumption that they can work through their feelings about you on their own and be honest with you about how they feel, but it makes a better relationship. I 
it's not good to bottle those things up inside, but letting them out on someone, you, you've kind of destroyed any trust between you when you do that. At least for me. Even, even if you can still feel comfortable around them, like, it, it's not safe. It doesn't feel good. I mean, it's never safe, to be honest, like, if you go into any relationship expecting to feel safe, that sounds like a, hmm. A bad time waiting to happen. I know what you mean, but let me. He kind of nods over to where Valen is sitting, and then he says, "With the fact that I couldn't feel safe with him because of my own anxieties, it's normal to feel safe with people." It's... It's... It's what... Is expected most of the time. People... Want you to feel safe with them because... They... Don't want to hurt you if... You're pers- they're pursuing any sort of relationship with them. At least good people do. And I think... The Vox is made up out of good people, and I'm certainly not suggesting that you have to feel safe around anyone here. Um, I don't. Um, but for, with me and Leaf, for example, um, I don't feel all the way safe, but I can, because I never do, but I can tell you this much, I... Um, I certainly feel safer with him around, and I certainly know... I... I am... can most of the time tell the difference between what is my own anxieties and... the fact that he doesn't want to hurt me, that he cares about me. I can at least try to trust him that much. It's how I I feel better working with him because I even when I doubt I the most of me knows I'm not gonna wake up with a knife in my back when I'm near him and I want him to feel the same way around me because I know I would never hurt him and I think that's... <sighs> he kind of trails off, getting, ha, ha, uh, losing his words a little bit before finally... It's not good for you to never feel safe. <laughs> I know why I understand... Or at least I, I don't know why, but I understand feeling that way, but I don't think it's a healthy mindset. Even if it does bring a level of security to your mind. I, he 
I hear what you're saying. And I haven't felt safe around anybody except maybe one person in a long, long time. Uh, and I haven't tried feeling safe around anybody but one person in a long, long time. But I know I got some things fucked up with my head. <laughs> oh, I'm very well aware of that I have so many mistakes and flaws in in the old noggin, but I guess that's why I kind of stuck around to become better, to try and be better. So you actually seem like you don't want me to end up with a knife in my back. Or to put the knife in my hand for, to stab myself. I very much so don't want either of those things. <laughs> so, I'm willing to try and go with the stuff you said about not helping by being a punch bag if you think that's for the better it's it, it doesn't it doesn't feel doesn't sound like right to me not not really but how do I say this I I know you got the best intentions. And as weird at it as it is, you don't want bad things for me. Which is strange, but thank you. Um, so I'm willing to go with what you said and uh, try? Try. That's... I think that's all anyone could ask. I, um... It is... It's weird for me to be so... attached to all of you so quickly. Um, I don't know how that happened. But you're right, I... I do want... you to be safe and to be healthy and same goes for everyone but um I I do I I don't mean to I don't want to make you feel like I am ju judging you in any way um oh no it's fine I don't take anything personal you're, you're fine <laughs> um I I do just want to help if I can. Yeah, I... I'm getting that vibe from you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I I do appreciate it, and, uh... I'll take that into consideration. Um... Food! Yay! Food. Can't taste it! <laughs> Let's eat it! <laughs> Jerome... 
<laughs> very, very uh, forcefully ditches the conversation uh, and starts eating his tasteless food. Carius, like, does not push any further and just, like, dives into his food as well. <laughs> <laughs> Critically Chaotic is a Dungeons & Dragons podcast brought to you by the following people. The DM is Zan, who can be found as at Zandir on all platforms. They is played by Alex, who simply cannot be found. Snow is played by Bean, aka Alexa, who can be found in a variety of ways, but mainly at Alexandra underscore Jaden on Twitter. Carius is played by Kian, who can be found as at LostFanboy on most platforms. Jerome is played by Lady, who writes, quote, and that's all you get, you dirty gremlins. Mogan is played by Queen, who chooses not to be located at this time, or ever. Leaf is played by Sayla, also known as Strawberry Online, who can be found as at underscore Strawberry Milk on Twitter. The theme song is Melody by Emery. If you would like to support Critically Chaotic, please consider leaving a 5-star review and following us on whatever podcast listening platform you are currently using. You can find us at Crit Chaotic Pod on Twitter with no underscores, where we post updates and retweet fan content. For any other platform you would like to see us on, please look in the description. We will see you next week for the continuing adventures of Box Anima. Have a great week, everyone. I'm Lady, and let me welcome you to the ad break. Would you like to hear your ad posted on the Critically Chaotic podcast? Well, you can have it here in the ad break, where we talk about nothing. All right, ad break over. we're stalling. Ad break over, bye. (laughs)